0: Welcome to Hashtag Managed, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of building a booked out social media business. Tune in every week for transparent conversations from a six-figure social media
1: agency owner, sharing the highlights and lowlights of being a business owner, and episodes featuring industry experts to help you start, scale, and book out your own social
0: media management business. Now, here's your host, Jessica Sheehy.
1: Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Hashtag Managed. I'm really excited to introduce today's guest with you all and to dive into a well overdue conversation about all things systems and processes. Today, I'm joined by Alexis Fortier, a certified director of operations who is dedicated to empowering impact driven business owners with the tools they need to succeed. As an expert in strategic planning, consulting, and retainer OBM services, Alexis works with entrepreneurs at every stage of business growth to help them shift from a reactive to a proactive approach in their business. Whether you're looking for all hands on deck support or just need help mapping out your next steps, Alexis is here to guide you towards a sustainable and successful business. Alexis, welcome to the Hashtag Manage podcast. Tell me a little bit more about why you started your business.
0: Hi, yes. Thank you so much for having me. Um, Honestly, my main motivation was definitely just like not wanting to punch a time clock every day. I was super motivated by like having that time freedom and just all the freedom (laughs) and like not being tied to any one location. I say that, but I have traveled approximately nowhere (laughs) since I started my business, but it's just good to know that if I wanted to, I could. Uh, But as I sort of like dug into things more and more, I realized that this had the potential to financially set not only me up incredibly well for the future, but also my family. So I totally have a dream of like retiring the husband and the parents and like all of that. So that's been a huge motivation too.
1: I love that. The legacy of the business yes. that you're building. I think that's so really just an amazing way to look at it. I know so many of us, and I'm, I'm guilty of it myself, where I'm just thinking about the short term. I'm thinking about yeah. short term goals, short term things to do in business, and the reason why I created my business in the first place. But really thinking about the big picture. It's so important. I know not a lot of us do. And I know that's like the core of the work that you do beyond just goal setting as an entrepreneur, but big picture strategic planning, which I know we'll dive into later in our conversation but I think that's amazing to have a few different ways to like have freedom like we all want freedom like financial freedom time freedom like location freedom I think just like what you said having the ability to do it if you want to is so important to have I'd love to know how has your business changed over time with either who you're serving or how you're serving them
0: Ooh, yeah, there have been a lot of twists and turns. So I actually started this whole entrepreneurial journey as a brand and real estate photographer. Um, and then eventually I ended up starting a virtual assistant business. So the photography business led me to like local networking events and things like that. And I started to realize like a lot of people needed help with a lot of admin work. At the time, I was working my full-time job, I was a uh, like office manager slash administrative assistant to a real estate agent. And I just saw all these entrepreneurs needing help with admin and I'm like, oh, well, I do this every day. It's it's like my jam. (laughs) Um, But yeah, when I first like delved into VA work, since I had already connected with people in the area through like photography and real estate, I ended up working with a lot of people locally. So like I had some brick and mortar shops. Um, Like I worked with a writer for quite some time and a woman who owns like a natural cleaning company, like she'd go in and do house cleanings and all that. Um, And I was doing like some admin stuff for them, but it was definitely a very different type of person than what I work with now. And since the VA thing was so new, a lot of them were like very used to having someone there in person, which made it a little bit interesting and difficult. Like I did have a few people like totally, they're like, "Oh yes, I wanna hire you, let's do this. And then they'd like totally ghost me. I'm like, hello, like, let me do work for you. (laughs) But um, yeah, I was basically doing pretty much anything for anyone who would hire me at that time. And I was like, really running myself into the ground. So all that compared to now where I've shifted like out of admin into online business management, and now I'm working only with people online, coaches, course creators, service providers, and I'm just a lot more uh, targeted and focused with what I do, what I don't do, and yeah it's it's shifted a whole lot
1: <laughs> i love that i can see it i can see it shifting but then i can see it like also like niching down and like working with certain types of business owners over others and also niching down with like how you're serving them which is so amazing you mentioned something that just really sparked a memory in my mind about doing anything and everything that anyone would pay you for online yes. because that <laughs> was me. I I am guilty of that. And I know so many of us are when we are making that shift from maybe one service provider role to another, or maybe we're going from like our nine to five job to working online, or maybe we're just going straight from college to working online. There's so many different paths that we have, but we're doing anything that anyone will pay us for just to, yes, make that income, and you know pay our bills but also to I think get the experience because I think in the online space and I know you've worked with so many business owners over the years it's so easy to get wrapped up in like what everyone else is doing so I'd love to know how how do you keep like how do you deal with everything that everyone's sharing on Instagram or other social media channels that they're launch did so well and this did so well, they grew their team and they invested in this person or they're just sharing all of the big changes in business. I'd love to know, like, how do you, how do you deal with that? How do you navigate that as an entrepreneur who's also going through those changes and celebrating wins and different things?
0: That's such a good question because especially at first, like I would look at those things and it was very much a like, almost like a jealousy, like, oh my gosh, I want that so bad. Um, and also, like, I just want to be there now. Like, I just want to be able to do this now. What 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 can I do to speed this up? Um, so, yeah, in the beginning, it was very much like I would compare myself a ton to everyone. And the more time I've spent in the industry and, like like you said, I've been behind the scenes of these launches and things, I've realized, A, it isn't always what it seems Uh, like somebody could be launching and it's a total disaster behind the scenes, but out front, it looks magical and beautiful and like, they don't say anything bad about it. Um, So yeah, it's been interesting to kind of be able to see behind the scenes of like what's actually going on. And also, I think over time, I've just kind of, I've realized comparing myself to other people and, and all of that, it's just not... At all helpful, and it really just kind of set me back. So now I like I get excited. I'm like, hopefully it's like actually going good for these people behind the scenes. Um, and yeah, hopefully that like kind of answers your question. But it's definitely uh, shifted.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I can relate too. Especially being social media manager, facilitating a lot of social media and just marketing campaigns for launches. And I'm in the back end like the project management tool or slack or some other communication tool and i can see all of the fires just going up in flames <laughs> and uh, you know fortunately the you know whoever is in an operations role or if they're big enough to have like an operations team those are the people with the fire extinguishers like putting them exactly. out and they're probably at the same time just working like with those people in operations roles, they're probably like, we could have planned for this. Like we could have done better things to avoid these disasters and make the launch actually be as it appears to the public. Um, So I think that's super great advice. Just kind of being aware that that exists and what we see. I know we, you know, we consume content on someone's on Instagram stories, or, you know, we see a TikTok that's going viral of how quickly and how fast a business owner has grown and we kind of think about it like, well, I've been in business for that amount of time or maybe double or triple that amount of time and I'm not there yet. So I think it's just, I like what you said, just being aware of it and then just honoring the journey that we're all on the journey and we'll all get there at some point. And yeah, it's just, it's okay to have those thoughts. I mean, we're human. We like feel everything. So to know that that imposter syndrome is an okay feeling, but we don't need to let it get in the way of running our business or launching something or trying something new or pivoting like we have both done <laughs> in our businesses.
0: Yeah, yeah, so true. And I think like when I first started my business, I saw a lot of that like, ooh, I went from zero to 10K in like two days kind of stuff. But I have noticed too that there is a lot more, there seems to be a lot more honesty and Like authenticity and all of that on social now, and like real sharing of the nitty and nitty gritty of like what's going on. So that's been really refreshing too.
1: Yeah, it really is to hear the honesty. I I love when, and not a lot of people do it. And fortunately, we'd would want like bigger names or bigger brands in the online space to be more honest and upfront instead of just sharing wins, whether they're Falsifying their marketing or launching or whatnot. But even if, and even if they are hitting those revenue goals or those launch goals, like tell me what went wrong because not everything goes great. Even there's times where I've been behind the scenes of a client launch and it has gone absolutely crazy. They've, they hit their goals, maybe they exceeded the goals, but the whole back end and the whole team is just, Now everyone is burnt out and we're exhausted Mm. and we don't want to do anything else. And we're just trying to get to that finish line. And we know that the bottom line of the business is okay. Like the revenue was made, the seats were filled or however that launch is structured. But at the end of the day, the whole team, including the CEO or the visionary or just the business owner is exhausted too (laughs) and just leads to absolute burnout. Um, So yeah, it's, it's it's definitely an interesting thing. Sort of on the topic of launches and teams and let's let's get down to the nitty gritty of every business, which I truly think and I'm sure you agree is Systems and processes, and just having those in place versus not. Um, you know, I think it's so important to have them. So, I'd love to know from your perspective and your experience where should someone get started with putting systems in place? Is there one place to start? Does it vary from business to business? Or how would you advise on that?
0: Yeah, I think there's like, there's a, well, so I recommend starting with like two very specific things to specific systems. And then like from there, it does kind of branch off depending on your business. But I would say the first thing would be a system for like task and project management so that you're not feeling like a total mess behind the scenes. And you're actually able to complete things on time and you know figure out what you need to do. Um, and then the second one would be your client experience because that's like the holy grail of all systems because that's how you're going to provide the absolute best experience possible for your clients so that you make sure you're delivering on time without any stress on your end and like you keep them happy and engaged and all that good stuff. And then once you have those like set and you're feeling pretty solid in those, you can always be improving, of course. Um, I have seven main pillars of business that I like to look at and audit often, because as your business grows and changes, your needs for systems will also grow and change. And doing an audit like that will help you nail down exactly what systems and things that you need to set up in your business. So that's kind of the point where, you know, every business is different in terms of that, where, you know, what you need might be totally different from what somebody else might need.
1: Yeah, I love that. Okay. So many good points and so many golden nuggets that I <laughs> want to go deeper into. Um, but I think the the last point that you touched on that as your business grow, your systems and like needs will also grow and evolve. I think that's something that even, and we all define growth in different ways. So I think mm. it's just something to keep in mind that We're growing in different ways at different rates than other people like in our industry and even comparing like though I know when I look back at different years in business there's some years where I feel like we grew a lot but when I look at it we didn't really grow that much (laughs) and then there's other years where I feel like we didn't really grow that much and then I look at it and I'm like blown away by how much we actually grew like how many more. Like clients we worked with, there were other things that we did, um, grew the team, like just different ways of growth. So it's so interesting. But I think the thing about that is, like, the systems were in place and they were working. They could support more clients, like you said, that make that client experience better and they could, you know, support more team members they could support like more revenue in the business different things like that so i think that's such a good point to to think about and you mentioned client experience which i think is so important and especially with i know a lot of the people who are in our community and are listening to this podcast now they are at the beginning stages of their business whether they haven't started yet or they've recently started And they're working on trying to nail down their client experience. It's something that we're always talking about in our Facebook community with, well, how do I, how do I do this? What do I do then? Like what, like what can I do? And they're in preparation of even having a discovery call with a client. So it's amazing that it's so top of mind because I think that's the most important thing. Sometimes we're so caught up with, okay, I've got to sell this program or sell this service. How can I get someone to sell it? I think selling is the easiest thing i think selling is just matching what you do with someone who needs what you do and boom perfect partnership like to me (laughs) that is selling and if it's if it's not a match it doesn't end up being a sale but when it does work and you do like land that client or do invite them into your program or however your business is structured how are you going to support that so i think that's so important i'd love to know is there any specifics or anything that you like to recommend when like auditing a client experience or customer experience and anything that you like to implement to maybe improve it or make it a little bit better? Ooh, yeah.
0: Well, firstly, I'll say I love that your people are already thinking ahead to that because I some people will say like oh just do it and like figure it out along the way i'm very much not that type of person and um yeah anyway i'm just happy that your people are like really uh thinking about that and like preparing for that it's so good uh much better than scrambling last second Absolutely. Um, <laughs> but yeah in terms of i would say like to to get you started like, open up a Google Doc and just map out, like, what are all the steps somebody's gonna go through point A to point B from finding me online to hitting the sign contract button. Um, and honestly, even beyond that, but we can work, we can, we'll focus on that to begin with. And then we can kind of do the other piece. Um, so, yeah, kind of take yourself through those and just like bullet point everything that you want to happen. So, like, um, when they, maybe they have to apply to work with you, is there an automated email that goes out after that? Or, you know, how do you want that to work? Because the other great thing about client experience, it doesn't have to be the same for everybody. And you can kind of create your own customer client experience, depending on how you want to work, which is awesome, because it can be totally customized to you. Um, But yeah, I recommend kind of outlining that And you can outline it as things currently work and then kind of insert things in there and kind of set it up gradually over time. I find that's probably the easiest just because you can, it allows you to take a step back and slowly work on it rather than feeling like you have to dive in and like do all the things perfectly all at once. Um, And even after you like get it set up, you might find that you're adding things to it well into the future too.
1: Yeah, that I love that. I think that's so good. And yeah, the just being prepared is so being prepared and having an open mind about like what that process is and that it doesn't have to be right the first time. Um but I I love the idea of mapping out every single thing and keeping it open, keeping it fluid for things that pop in. I know there are times I mean I I've been in business since 2018 and I feel like I've onboarded tons and tons of clients and I've learned a lot of things along the way and how to improve it, how to make it better. When every new client, when every client leaves, I figure out, okay, well, what can I do to maybe avoid something that happened or what can I do that maybe wasn't necessarily a problem, but... Is there a way to make it easier or to automate it or just to make things simpler? I think sometimes, too, like outlining that client experience is making things super simple. I know a few recent conversations I've had with management clients is that they've come from other social media agencies or freelancers and they just feel like, overwhelmed they're like and i don't know the best way to describe it but it's like they it's like they have too they're compensating for too many things like too many mm. systems are in place and they're not working together and the client is just i'm overwhelmed like i don't even know how to like receive the work that you're giving me or the deliverables and so i think just sometimes like outlining planning and then simplifying what what makes it easy on your end because then that saves us time and makes us more profitable as business owners but keeps the client happy and keeps them coming yeah. back like month after month.
0: Yes, that's such a good point. I always say the simpler the better because well like you said, it's just it's less confusing for the client on your end or on their end and it's also less confusing for you. And it also makes it really easy to kind of outline for the client. Okay, here's what's going to happen next at every step of the process. Um, and if it's simple, it's just it's so much easier to to do things like that. So yeah, simple's best.
1: Yeah, I think yeah. people okay. try to
0: try to overcomplicate things like that.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Simplify. That is, (laughs) that is the theme of this portion of the episode. Um, Yeah. I think that is really, really good. You also mentioned that I wanted to, of course, touch on is using like task management and creating a system for that. I know I am certainly guilty of when I first started, I'm was using, you know, Different planning softwares, different project management tool. At the time, I was using Asana to manage all of my tasks, manage all clients, manage anything like going on with client projects, keeping things on timeline and moving things forward. And then I know because I recognized it when I started needing more help or I needed added another social media manager or at the time, like a virtual assistant to the team. There are so many times where a lot of things were just missed because I didn't actually have them in my task management system. Like it was in my head. And then I know that like opens the door for so many other things, but it just was, it was really difficult to get the tasks in there. But now like I use it religiously every single day and it just, it makes me more efficient. It gives me more time in the day and it allows me to just see like my capacity. So I'd love to know, like, do you have any advice on getting started, any tools you recommend, or just how you would advise someone on leveraging a task management, project management tool?
0: So the number one question on people's minds is like, which task management tool do I get to start with? Like, It's an overwhelming feat to like try and pick one. And honestly, there's no right answer, it's really just about what works for you, and what you will use. Because if you don't like the tool, then you're never going to want to spend any time in it. And you're just going to ignore it and push it to the side, which is what we don't want. So I recommend just grab a free trial of, you know, whatever tools out there. I will say Asana and ClickUp are great. They're free. You can just sign up and start using them right away. And just get in there and kind of play with it. See which one comes easiest to you. And just start using that and make it... Uh, I find a lot of people are like, well, I just, I don't know, I just, I'm not using it. Like I got it all set up and I'm just not using it. You have to bookmark that thing, like make it a habit. Every time you log into your computer, bam, open up the project management tool. Um, And over time, it'll just kind of become the default and just make sure you're adding to it. Anything you think of pop in there. Um, And yeah, over time, it'll kind of become second nature to use the tool. But there's no like right or wrong tool to use.
1: I love that. I love that. Especially because a lot of times when we're talking about other concepts for social media managers, I'm always like, here's what's worked for me. And here's maybe what hasn't worked, but like, try them on, see what works because it's we're all so different in terms of like how we do things, how we execute, like even down to the tools that we use. So I love the idea of just going in, trying the tools, like leverage them every day, see what works, and then just keep working at it to make it a habit just to actually use it. Because that's where the true benefit will come from that. Earlier, you mentioned the seven pillars of business. So I feel like we've got to dive into that. What are the seven pillars of business?
0: Yes, this is something you can use at any level. These pillars exist, no matter if you're like a Super baby beginner, or like super experienced, and you can always complete an audit with these to like try and pull out things to improve your business, which is why I love it so much. Um, But the first pillar is finance, so this is about all things money, finances. I like to group legal in here as well, so like making sure you have contracts in place, things like that. Uh, Second pillar is operations. That's all about your systems, processes, automations. It all brings music to my ears. (laughs) Uh, It's about how you can really run your business with more ease and how you can create efficiency in your business. Third pillar is delivery. This is all things client satisfaction. So we kind of talked about a bit about this. Uh, It's the experience you deliver to your clients. And this one gets a whole pillar dedicated to it because it's so important. Um, Fourth is marketing. This is how you are getting seen, heard, and known in your industry. So social media definitely is a part of this. Uh, It's how you're getting visible so that you can get more clients and therefore more sales. Fifth pillar is offer and sales. So this is all about your offer or any potential offerings you have in mind, and how you can make it attractive to your ideal client, how you sell it, how you offer it to your audience, all of that. Sixth pillar is team. And that is all about the people and talent that you bring on your team to help you grow and scale your business. Employees, contractors, basically any team member would fall in here. And it's also about not just the actual building of the team, but the experience that you give those team members as well. Cause I think that's something that not a lot of people realize. We also have to make sure just as we take good care of our clients that we're also taking good care of our team members. And then lastly, seventh pillar is development. And this is all about you. It's your mindset, personal development, boundaries, taking care of yourself. Like you're the one running the show. So it's, key to take care of yourself. And of course, entrepreneurship is like the biggest personal development journey ever. So uh, I just think it's key to include a pillar that's just all about you to make sure you're taking care of you.
1: I love that. I love that. Every pillar of the seven pillars is so important and it really brings up a lot of things that maybe we think about when we are first starting our business or maybe hit certain levels but i think it's something to always something to be said about just always planning for like especially if you are just starting out maybe Maybe you just started your business last week and you're at the point where I'm just trying to get my first client. I don't necessarily know if I'm thinking about a team, but thinking about it now and thinking about how you want to structure your business in six months to maybe like the end of next year, it can really help the trajectory and everything that you do for each pillar. So I love all of the pillars and that it can be used for anyone in business. Like if you, like I said, you just started last week, or maybe you've been in business for like five plus years, and you're really feeling like you need to just kind of get like wrap your hands around everything. Just make sure like, okay, everything's kind of taken care of. Um, Like you said, auditing it and doing that audit regularly, I think is awesome. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It really helps to break things down into smaller chunks. So like, marketing. I'm just thinking about the marketing in my business. What can I do to improve this? Like, are there any issues here that I can improve? Things like that. And um, yeah, it just helps to make things a lot more manageable.
1: Yeah. Which we all want (laughs) as entrepreneurs. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I think too, it's important that you mentioned the final pillar is that personal development because we are maybe always kind of focused on the skills that we have or like if we're service-based if we're working with clients maybe we're wanting to like get another certification or like continue our education but also beyond that like if you are new to having a team how can you how can you develop your leadership skills if you are wanting to explore an avenue in marketing that is public speaking or podcasting how can you further your education and improve your skills on public speaking. So many different things that sometimes we just forget about. And then especially to, I you know, all entre- entrepreneurs, we have our boundaries that we set and we we try our best, but we'll break them for a few like minutes or so if we like need to get something out of it. So just coming back yeah. to that and just remembering that, okay, I do need to be conscious of my boundaries because that can lead to burnout or that can lead to so many different things. Um, so I love that. I love all the whole seven pillar method. I think it's just a really fascinating way to just really like strategically think about the business. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I'd love to know if you had to give one piece of advice to a business owner who is just starting out in their business. They're these baby entrepreneurs that we've kind of been talking about here and there. What would that one piece of advice be?
0: I would say don't be afraid to make mistakes. I think like we all go through life and business, of course, trying to avoid failures. I put that in air quotes, but honestly, failures are, it's kind of like a required part of the game. And I have learned so ridiculously much from what i used to consider to be like a failure really it's just a learning experience that will you'll be able to take that information make adjustments do it better constant improvement so i say don't be afraid to make mistakes even though i know that's always the thing that we all want to avoid
1: Yeah, I always I don't know. I love the quote. I don't know who said it, so I can't give proper credit. But the quote, like if I'm if I'm not failing, I'm not trying. And I think that is the best quote for us to live by as entrepreneurs, because we're like you said, it's inevitable. We're going to fail. We're going to make those mistakes. But what lessons can we learn? And if if we're not failing, if we're not making mistakes, we're probably probably Playing it safe, or probably staying in our comfort zone. I know there's so many different things that I do now on a daily basis that used to be in 2018, so far like out of my comfort zone. But now it's just second nature. So it's just oh my gosh, yeah. yeah.
0: I actually have there's two quotes my on my wall. My mom like made me these custom made things like all the way when I first started my business. One is great things never come from comfort zones. And the second is nothing changes if if nothing changes. And those are like two quotes that I've always looked at. And it's it's so true. I mean, you have to like do uncomfortable things, fail in order to make progress. And yeah, it's just I (laughs) those have been up there for so long and I look at them every day and I'm like, yeah, all right, all right. We've got this. We've got this podcast interview today, (laughs) even if it's uncomfortable.
1: (laughs) Yeah, right. The constant (laughs) reminder that it is okay. I mean, there's even times where like I have recently started just kind of like telling myself like whether it's like different affirmations or different mantras, it's like, I've got this. Like I'm going into like maybe a big client presentation. I've got this. Like I'm doing a new client discovery call, consultation call. I've got this. Like it seems scary, but it's really just, it's all in my head. And I always know in my gut, once I get into something and once I'm in the moment, I'm good. It's just that lead up time that is super (laughs) scary and makes sense because we think about all the things that are going to go wrong. Um, but I love that. I love those two quotes and I love that you've had them since you started your business and they are those constant daily reminders, um, to just keep going. So I'd love to know, of course, as a social media manager and as a lot of our listeners are also in the social media marketing world, how has social media deepened the connections with your audience? How or what doors has it opened for your business?
0: Oh, yeah. I've met so many amazing people through social media. Uh, Clients, of course, but also friends. I think Entrepreneurship can be like really lonely, especially when we're all just like hanging at home looking at our computer screens all day. But social media totally helps me feel not so alone, and I have made just so many amazing connections from it. Not only that, but like if it weren't for social media, I wouldn't have clients at all. Well, maybe not at all, but I wouldn't have clients like all over the country and like even in other countries. So it's played like a really huge role in my business. And I know us non-social media managers, we all like to harp on it, but we cannot deny that there is lots of good that comes from social.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. I love the connection that we can make with someone, like you said, so far away that can make us feel like they're right there with us in the room, whether we're, DMing on Instagram, maybe we're sending like voice messages back and forth, like, you know, what's some advice on this? Or like, how would you deal with this situation? Because we all go through those same things. I just, you know, unfortunately, not a lot of people can relate to just because they're not entrepreneurs. So it's great to find those like-minded people who who can simply relate, um, which is amazing. Totally. And like you said, it's amazing to find clients who are halfway across the country that, we would not meet by just going out like locally, knocking on doors, trying to find clients. So I think that is really, really awesome. So thank you so much, Alexis, for our conversation. We touched on so many good things. And personally, I'm going to go back and listen to all seven pillars and think about how can I really look at these in my business and how can I audit them like over and over again and really dive into like, what do I need to do to improve certain aspects of that pillar? So I really appreciate our conversation. So now I have to know, where can our listeners find you online?
0: Yes, I am most commonly hanging out over on Instagram. My handle is at Alexis M Um, And then you can also find me over on my website at alexisfortier.com.
1: Amazing. Amazing. Well, thank you again, Alexis, for joining us. We'll have all of Alexis's links in the show notes of this episode. And if you have any questions about systems, processes, or maybe the seven pillars of business, definitely head over to Instagram and DM Alexis and chat away about all things systems. <laughs> Thanks again, Alexis. And thank you all of you for listening to this week's episode. We'll be back next week with another episode of Hashtag Managed. Are you ready to create your own social media business that fuels your dream life? Whether that is financial freedom, time freedom, or anything else, this guide is your ultimate roadmap to building a sustainable social media management business. Inside this free guide, you'll learn how to build a sustainable business with the exact steps that I took to build my six-figure agency, why you started this business in the first place, and determine what you want to get out of it, how to scale your business beyond being a solopreneur, social media manager. After this episode, go to the show notes to download your roadmap or type in socialsavvyhq.co forward slash podcast in your browser to access it there. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Hashtag Managed. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate,
0: subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Come back next week for another new episode of Hashtag Managed. We'll see you then.